Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to part two of a discussion on sensitivity. I'm joined by Frankie Bridge and Brennan Reese, And I'm just trying to work out, should a man have hairy balls? And I know that sounds like a provocative question, but I just don't know how hairy men are supposed to be. So we know that we've established that men are secretly more sensitive about their bodies, that men are just as sensitive that we express it differently. I don't want to focus on the physical, and I feel this might deserve an episode on its own, but now I've been in this world recently as I try to make sure I keep my head of hair I know how lucky I am to have my forehead of hair I didn't realize this is fucking devastating I mean this isn't just I'm a little bit sensitive my hairline's changed this is a, a dark storm going on inside a lot of men and no one really talks about it there's a lot of talk about shampoo and treatments and the derma rolling and all the stuff I've been doing and my god if you are bald amongst your friends you better get ready to have your head slapped and jokes made and you laugh about it through the tears but as far as I can establish, not everyone. There are some Jason Statham Panani masters out there who do not get <laughs> fuck. I know, I get that. But for a lot of men, the start of the loss, I think once you're yeah. gone, if you're Jason Statham and you're rocking it, great. Particularly if you're in your 20s. I mean, can you imagine being 25? What can we do about that, about men feeling sensitive? Is talking about it a good thing? Is there any reassurances we can give them? Brennan, how do you, what's your relationship with, with your hair? Like, how sensitive are you? about the idea of your hair thinning and changing. How old are you, just for our listeners? They might not know. So I'm 34, but I think that if it went, I feel I'd be done. I feel I'd be devastated because wow. I've seen how it's affected mates. And there's not really much you can say because it's a bit like the height thing. Do you know where you say, right, you can't go to the gym and get a bit more hair. You can't, you know, you can go and get the treatments. But I think everyone knows if you're losing your hair and you nip to Turkey and you come back and then you look like Thor... Everyone's like, yeah, yeah, but, but you have been to Turkey, aren't you? Particularly if it's blonde like Thor and you got brown hair to start with. I belong to, they only had blonde in stock. I've now got like a Soho money piece at the front of my hair. But I hate it. I hate the fact that that is a potential thing that probably will happen, that I'll lose my hair. And I think it's to do with youth. I think it's to do with that thing where you go, oh, floppy hair is like cool and it's young and it's this, but... As soon as your hair starts going, it's like you're getting ready for death. That's how I see it. That extreme. Mm. But, but again, this is complicated, Brennan, because if you speak to, let's say, women who have finished their attracted to arsehole disease period, so women that are 26, 27, they've had their heart shat out by Gary for the third time. They're ready to mate with a guy <laughs> who enjoys Dungeons and Dragons, just one of my hobbies. And, uh, <laughs> no, but if you speak to the average woman, what do they find attractive? Not all. 
Many women are attracted to younger men, but a lot, oh, I love a little, when you see a little bit of grey on the temple, an older man, it's a turn on, you know, a man in his 40s is really attractive. So what is it about going bald that should scare men if women are attracted to signs of physical maturity in men? I mean, that's quite complicated because hanging onto your floppy hair, I mean, I colour my hair. I put autumnal streaks in bits of blonde and orange. so It looks dead natural. It doesn't look like that solid brown. Mm. I'm sure I'm, I'm virtually Schofield under there by now. <laughs> <laughs> So what's going on when it comes to baldness, Frankie? Because every Cosmo, you could read 100 Cosmo surveys every two years and they always say something different. Dish the dirt. Yeah, I don't know what it is about baldness. I just, oh, I think it's a bigger thing for men than it is for women. Although I do know women that have, who would say, oh yeah, I wouldn't fancy a bald man, which must be really frustrating. And like you say, there's not much they can do about it. And it does seem to be a really big thing and it, and it is really like this under no one really talks about it and I wonder if a lot of it comes from yes the aging process but then also just that like loss of identity especially like a lot of guys that have like both of you guys to me you seem like you have a proper hairstyle do you know what I mean a hair identity (laughs) yeah they don't just leave their hair to do whatever and I think that would be harder in the same way that if I was to lose mine it is just a part of you and it's like a security blanket but I don't know what it is is, yeah, with women being attracted or non-attracted to bald men, I imagine it does make it harder. And it, and it also depends on horribly what that man looks like, I suppose, and their confidence. And yeah, that's what I'm saying. Do you think it's a problem of sensitivity? So if I start to recede and I sort of crop it number number three all over and it sort of re- recedes, and I, and I, but I'm still, say I was single. I'm not, Lindsay, I know that. But say I was <laughs> single. If I'm stood in a pool in Ibiza with my head shaved going, I'm the fucking bollocks who wants a glass of champers, I'm, I'm still going to pull. Then I think you'd be fine. And that's what you say about like the Jason Stathams of the world. It's like, he looks like he's always been bald like, and he just yeah. owns it. And I think it's the guys that try and hang on to it. You know, they're brushing their hair in certain directions. And this, then that it's picked up as an insecurity already, which awfully yes. is a bit of a turn off, which is so... Bad. Listen, gentlemen, listen. Have the courage to rock what's happening. And no one's suggesting it. He's, listen, I'm derma-rolling my fucking monk's patch to the blood trickles <laughs> down my head. I look like the cover of Hellraiser some Fridays. And, I, and I'm very lucky the treatment's worked. I now just have... I have my crown back. It's like someone rescued the crown of Prince Andrew. <laughs> it seemed impossible, but it's been done. Um, but if it is happening... You need to rock it. I can't change the fact I'm a pepper army with features who's five foot ten. So I've developed a funny personality. Now I'm married to a fitty. Game over. So the positive <laughs> lesson of this is, is to lean in to what you've been given. And anyone can do that. Yeah. Not everyone can derma roll their hair back. And not everyone can commit to the gym five days a week and drop 10% body fat. But everyone can lean into what they've got. We've all seen it. The fucking five foot six bloke who's overweight with no hair. Surrounded by attractive people, not just women, and his friends love him too. So I know it's a difficult thing to say, just be confident. But Mm. the first step could be to lean in and face what's going on. And there's many resources out there and many ways you could get help doing that. Let's move it on a bit. Do you think women are more sensitive or less sensitive when it comes to their jobs and their salaries and their career paths? Or or are they more able to adapt and change? Given the shit hand females are dealt in our society is that you've had a baby, you'll need three months off work, fuck you, your wages will never be equal. Yeah. Girls probably come into the workplace with their self-esteem already crushed. 
Whereas men seem to be very sensitive when it comes to talking about where they are in their career, whether they might be approaching the end, you know, and it's a premature end if you're married to a footballer, right? So that must have, must have been a difficult thing to go through. Yeah. Do you think men are quite sensitive when it comes to talking about their jobs, career, salary, that side of life, Frankie? Yeah, but I think that comes from being taught that you're the provider. So you will provide, you know, I've known people over the years who have had boys and girls, like I said before, and it's very much like all of the eggs are in the boy's basket. You know, he's got to do well at school because he's going to provide one day. But I think... That's not how it is anymore. You know, there's women with huge careers and kids Mm -hmm. and there's lots of women who are earning more than men now. So I feel like that needs to trickle down and men need to realise that that pressure isn't there anymore. And yeah, for Wayne, when he finished football, that was a massive thing. You know, everyone kept saying to me, what's he going to do next? What's he going to do next? And I was like, Mm. he's retired like yesterday. He's done this since he was 16. This was the thing he always wanted to do. I think he's got some time to figure out what he wants to do Mm -hmm. next. And I think there is a lot of pressure on that. And I'd hate to put that onto my boys because we're just as capable as earning as you are. And, you know, now this whole equal pay thing is coming about and, you know, all that jazz. Hopefully that won't really be an issue. But for some reason, like you say, guys are still feeling this embarrassment of where they are in their careers and having to earn a certain amount of money and a lot do find I think because they go I'm the earner I'm the breadwinner I go off and work and you are at home with the kids when their career ends and when they retire what have they got Mm. because that's all they've been doing that's all they know and they don't know who they are without it so Brenda this is the most serious one and we're going to finish talking about social media because I know it's linked to this but just to talk about this in an isolated way I think this is what's behind this soaring mental health crisis we've got with men and of course the ultimate conclusion of that is suicide. I hate talking about it on this podcast, but there's no doubt about it. Number one cause of death. It's great you're checking yourself for lumps, lads, but the number one risk, if you are 25 to 50, is not testicular cancer. It's not COVID. It's not any of the things you might think. It's harming yourself. And I'm convinced that a lot of the time it's coming out of this area. Bank balance, career path, debt, Mm. whatever it might be. For whatever reason, we're still in the dark ages with men and women here, aren't we, Brennan? Yeah, and I think the solution is men should be paid more. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm really joking. Like just, just a little, just a little bit. Make them feel a little, like a couple of, couple of pence more. No, that's the Instagram clip sorted. Yeah, <laughs> that's me done. I'm just yeah, Andrew Lawrence myself. Your career over. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do. And it's, again, going back to the lockdown thing where me and my now ex, and it's not because of work, it was just because of lockdown that we ended up splitting up. But I remember during it where I just had this pressure brought on by myself just to be like, I'm not providing, I'm not doing the thing. Like, we we talked about it. I remember there was this one time, there was this one day, and I was just worried about money. And I think it's a class thing as well, because if you're brought up working class, you just like, your worth is in working. That's your, that's Mm. like, it's not Mm. as in, like, you might be earning minimum wage, but if you're doing 40, 50 hours a week, you're like, Mm. you're succeeding. And and that, sorry to interrupt, because obviously the majority of footballers are working class. So that's why they they need more care in place for the footballers coming through. Go on, crack on. Yeah. And, And then when all that was taken away, and even though everyone else was feeling it, I felt it was like a personal personal thing where I couldn't like I could pay the bills but I just wasn't able to provide a good time and a good life and and 
I remember having a proper, proper cry about it. It's mainly because I wanted to sleep with her. And, no, I'm, and uh, so like, she <laughs> was like, oh, you're, you're crying. I'm like, not tonight. And then she was like, oh, you're trying that trick again from uni. Um, but she, <laughs> she was so understanding and she was so yeah. like, she framed it in this brilliant way where it was like, we're a team. And I've never thought of it like that. And maybe it's this sort of, roundabout sexist way it's like positive sexism where you're like i will do the thing um and she framed it in a way where i was like oh shit it's on both of us it's not just on me and then we had sex and it was dead nice i forgot (laughs) about it (laughs) i have to do that with wayne i have to be like look we're in this together i know there should be loads of people at home like oh where is me it was a football or whatever but you know people still have financial burdens you know it's what brennan just described it doesn't matter but i'll say it for you frankie just hold that thought is I just had a tour paid out, just a big tour, January 2020. My mum's a cleaner, my dad was a lagger. By my family's standards, I'm fucking Bill Gates. Yeah. Yet still, if you're brought up working class, poverty is waiting around the corner. Even though it isn't, in your head, it is. So if you're not physically doing the act of working, Brennan's described it perfectly, yeah. the panic kicks in. Anyway, sorry, crack on. No, it's fine. But I like that conversation, Brennan, is what we have to have on a regular basis where I'm like, what can I do? Because that is his main stress always. Mm. If ever I feel like he's feeling a bit off or whatever, I'll go talk to him. That will be what he's stressing about. And I'm like, but I am here. I am earning and we are in this together. We're a couple. They are our children. This is our house. But it is that thing. And like I was saying, it's that age old thing that you guys have been taught is that you are the provider. And like you say, Russell, your background, working class background, you know, both my mum and dad always worked. Wayne's mum and dad had like three jobs or whatever. Like you say, you're always waiting for that moment. And it it shouldn't be that way. It is together, Mm. but it's just ingrained in you that you have to provide. I feel a little bit emotional for I haven't felt emotional in one of these ever. So well done. Uh, breathe in. <laughs> hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff: shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at fifty to eighty percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Uh, So... I'm going to finish talking about social media. Now, this is not going to be a comfortable conversation for us three. 
any one of us get off with this chat. So there's two things going on with social media. It's almost banal now to talk about how we're all comparing ourselves to people we shouldn't, and that's making us more sensitive. I think everyone realises that. The science is now there to back us up. We roughly were built to compare ourselves to, say, I don't know, 30 to 50 people in our tribe. Your brain is supposed to poke its head out the cave, go, oh, they've got slightly uh, nicer gazelle meat than me. I feel a bit shit. I'll hunt a bit better. That's the most stress you have evolved to take. So really, before social media, just knowing your cousin had a nicer car than you or your brother or sister got better exam results or your mate Darren could pull better down the pipe, that was probably enough fuck up just to spur you on you shouldn't know what rihanna's bum looks like on a yacht in the pacific ocean it shouldn't even shouldn't even be in your head you shouldn't know your friend who you haven't seen who is 16 and now lives in miami girls you shouldn't know what her boobs is like you shouldn't even be aware she's had a boob job and yet we are we no longer go to the loo men now do sit down wheeze it's an epidemic of men sat down <laughs> peeing so they can be on their fucking phones men are sat down peeing on their fucking phone we are obsessed with comparing ourselves to others so we are going to be more sensitive. So if you can control your usage, do it. But I want to ask the more interesting question. We keep going, uh, internet's so toxic, people are so horrible. I put myself online. I've just done it this morning. I put a picture of me and Lindsay dancing on the dance floor. I'll be the first one to bitch when I get trolled underneath it, which I already have because of the trousers I'm wearing. Yet I didn't need to put that on there. Is there an issue of not just people saying horrible things? Yes, we talk about it all the time. Is there an issue with a weakness in us of needing to put our abs, kids, posh holidays online and to get the little strokes from members of the public? Not just us, not just people in the public eye. Everyone fucking does it. That would be a good habit to look at, wouldn't it? Because you're creating sensitivity that doesn't need to be there. Now, this is very uncomfortable for us to talk about. I realise that because we're all guilty as fuck of doing it. But Frankie, you can go first. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, I would say 100%. 100%. I use the excuse, oh, it's my job. You know, <laughs> I have to. And if I don't post, then they'll unfollow. And that's part of how I earn money. And this, that, the other. And it is. That's not That's not yeah. a lie. But you both know that if you run a nail salon and I run the mechanics garage down the road in your town and we'd led different lives, we'd both still be putting our posh holidays online, whatever we'd saved up for. But this is what I was just about to say. All of my friends, I'm like, why are you on social media? Because if I didn't have to be, I don't think I would be. But sure? like you say, you we sure? need, no, but this is what I'm saying, but I probably would because we need that little stroke to go, exactly. oh, you look really nice. Oh, that looks like you had a nice time. And, mm -hmm. you know, this, that, the other. And a hundred percent, a hundred percent, you could be the least showy off person or whatever. You know, it took me years to be able to take a selfie and post a selfie because I thought that was the ultimate sign of being a big head and being vain. Yeah. And then yeah, I realised the everyone does it and actually everyone likes it when I post a selfie and it's mad. And then, like you say, you get annoyed when someone says something. But we have to acknowledge, not people in the public eye like us, in the privilege like everyone, that you are choosing to put yourself in an mm -hmm. environment where it's more risky. If I give you a comedy example, Brendan, if you were to say, right, I'm going to walk the high street completely naked from Tesco's to WH Smith's, and then you got to WH Smith's and cried because someone pointed at your willy and laughed, <laughs> you, would, you would see how illogical your tears were. Yeah. Well, I would argue that a lot of social media tears are also just as illogical. See, I think the trolling thing I'm not bothered about because those people don't matter to me. Mm -hmm. The thing that I have an issue with is the numbers game. Like, this person's got this amount of followers, I've not. This person's got this amount of likes, 
I've not. And especially when you put your work out there and you put like a little stand-up clip or whatever you're working on mm-hmm. and you go, I think this might go viral. And it's not a way to live life by going, I've created this to go viral. And I think that sensitivity has been abused by like an algorithm where it's like they figured out what we all need. They figured out all our insecurities and they've been like, go and play that game. And now we're all hooked on it. Mm. So, so what's the solution, Brennan? Everyone listening to this will be doing the same thing. I mean, I've got friends that are, I don't know, they've just had a posh conservatory done. And you can see them bursting with, how can I put my posh conservatory online and get people to look at it? So it'll be like, I just love the way sun rises in my garden in the morning. <laughs> Meaning, please look at my new conservatory. Or look at my new sofa in a bikini for no reason next to it. You know. <laughs> Let's have a bit of empathy and kindness because we all three of us do it and everyone does it, whoever Mm. we are. What resources and tools, what can people do to slow down these urges? Is it, Lindsay's got quite a good tip. She has two phones. She has a social media phone, which only works on Wi-Fi and she has her phone phone. So she's out the house, she can't obsess. Have you got any tips, Brennan, or what do you think people could do? I think the solution should be that men are paid more (laughs) <laughs> okay. I just think we should do it. I just I just think you'll sort everything out. I oh, I, I I I've tried so many ways of like I will delete it an app. Like Instagram is the one I use more than anything. I'll delete it because mm-hmm. I just scroll and scroll and scroll. And then I'll just go on the website or go on my computer and look at it. Yeah. Or I'll hide it or I'll put a time limit. It is an addiction. I'd say right now I am addicted to Instagram and I get nothing wow. from it. And it's awful mm. because I never come off it and think, God, I feel great. I feel like no. shit every time. And that should be, a, even if it's just sending off for a book or an audio book or a podcast resource or speaking to someone that can help you. It might, it might be if someone's really struggling with body image and things like that, look at your social media consumption. I know um, some really, really successful people, comedians and business people who have a scheduled hour each day. Nine and ten, they can do what they like. They can scroll to their eyes bulge out their head. But when that's done, they have one last little quick check-in at like 3 to 3.15. Because sometimes, like you say, if it's your business, you want to react to the comments and all of that. But they're strict about the intake points. The screen time app doesn't work. I just keep trying to beat my record. <laughs> <laughs> Frankie, last word goes to you because obviously you you so much in this area. What sort of I like to finish with practical steps people can do or what tips have you got if people feel like... They're not sensitive people, but they're just bathing themselves in toxicity and becoming sensitive, i.e. looking at David Gandhi, how good he looks in Y-fronts, even though he's about 60. It's not going to do me any favours, is it? (laughs) No, I know. You know what? It's so hard. I, I think the easiest thing to say is that I don't have it figured out. But actually, I have found my first steps for stopping myself from doing that. I make sure it's not the last thing I look at before I go to sleep now. And it's mm-hmm. definitely not the first thing I look at when I wake up. And I think if you if you can start with that, that's a good start. And I've started leaving my phone in different rooms. Mm-hmm. And that sounds so simple, but I found it was in my hand all the time. And especially in lockdown, I'd be scrolling and I'd be angry that I was scrolling because I wasn't even on there for a reason. I didn't even want to be on there. So I think just putting it down more, you know, Lindsay's mm-hmm. idea is great, but I think that's yeah. quite brutal. I don't think people find that that easy. So I think just learning to put your phone down. Yeah, if you get an upgrade, um, just keep one phone for your social media, try it. But putting the phone in a different room, that's a fantastic tip, particularly dinner times as well. Yeah. When Mina gets a bit older and she's got a phone, my daughter, well, there'll be a phone basket in the hallway and no phones at the table. I mean, mm. it's someone doing a selfie while you're trying to catch up in the evening anyway guys we're out of time 
I mean, that was great. There's so much stuff in there, practical resources. Thanks for being really, really honest. I'm off to shave my abs and just to see if I have grown a height. I'm taking a hormone supplement. Uh, I've heard that Jaffa Cakes can add an extra inch to your height over time. Explains why Brennan is now six foot three. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you so much to Frankie Bridge. Thank you to Brennan Reese. I've been Russell Kane. My man baggage is empty. Goodbye. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.